We aim high, we aim to rise And every vision that's real is analyzed Till every fight in my bones has been applied Every thought I'ma lose will be denied uh, Dedicated to the cause I'm back, I'm reborn, that's facts Now take back what's yours Rose from the floods With one breath the exhale was left I'm back to show love uh, What you recommend is what you represent Gotta fight with a cause for the innocence That's the mission then, is what we vision in Everything stops on the drop Cause we listen when 143, 143 speaks 143, 143 speaks one four three, one four three speaks from the streets to the most elite. What's going on, world family? It's your boy Donald Jones, and welcome to another episode of Journey of the Mindset. So, I'm just gonna get right into it today, man. I'm I'm super hype. Um, we're actually on episode 13, and um, we're gonna be doing a lot more with Journey of the Mindset, but um, unfortunately, guys, um, it's gonna end on episode 15. Journey of the Mindset is going to end on episode 15, but it will be coming back. It's the season finale, episode 15, and I'm going to try to definitely end it with you guys. Um, dope. It's actually something that I don't have recorded yet, but I'm trying to set up this um, this dope interview um, with two people that's been a part of my life, all of my life pretty much. Um, and I think that um, having them on a show um, would bring a lot of perspective to who I am, my upbringing, and how I got to where I am today. So I hope that a lot of you guys pretty much have been listening and following the show and seeing the growth. Um, episode one was something that I pretty much opened up about my background and how um, I got started on my journey at a young age um, and having a difficult time having a learning disability. So um, I want to address, I want to take this episode to actually address a few of the DMs that I've been getting um, uh, about me losing weight. I've lost a lot of weight on um, the DMs that I've been getting on getting started. And I know a few of you guys have been seeing a lot that I've been posting on, on my Instagram and my Facebook page um, about moving past code. So we're going to touch on that a little bit too, but it's just me today. Um, there's no guest. There's nobody else here. Um, it's just me and I'm going to vibe out with you guys. Um, and I think that it's good to have these little intimate moments with me just alone with nobody else here, you know, and me not interviewing people. I'm also going to talk about my guest and the people that I've interviewed so far, my experiences off um, air and off um, and on air um, with them, um, beautiful experiences. So um, I definitely want to shout out um, everybody that's come on to the show, all of my guests for being able to come on to the show and opening up and just coming on and, and, and expressing yourself and sharing your story. I know that it's not something that's very easy because it wasn't easy for me at first, but I am appreciative of that. And I just want to thank you guys. So to start the show off more, so I want to talk about my guests. Um, one of the, the first people that, um, if you go back to episode two, um, that came onto the show was Mr. Sherman Brown. Um, Mr. Sherman Brown is a mentor of mine, somebody that I look up to and I definitely, um, enjoy spending, spending a lot of time around. Um, and what he said on the show was something that was very important. Um, and that's you having people in your life. That's either a liability or somebody that's going to be in your life. That's pretty much going to take you to the next level. And to address that in a sense, if you really take the time to do an inventory of your life, and this is family included. Um, take an inventory of your life to really see who's around you or the people that you're surrounding yourself around and effects that they have on you. Um, you'll really find that you have people around you that really might not be beneficial to you. They might be an anchor, 
But I want to stick on a positive note because you might have people that's in your life that's actually just dope. That's simply there. They're driving you. They they got your back. You know that for a fact. If you fail, they're going to be the first person there to pick you up. But I want to focus on those people because I'm a personal believer that having a great support system around you is what is going to help you move up to the next level. And if you don't have the people around you that's supposed to help you move forward, then you're not going to get anywhere in life. You're going to stay stuck. And a lot of times stuck, what happens with stuck is that that's your comfortability stage. That's where you're comfortable. So because you're comfortable, you stay in the stage or you stay around or you keep people around you that's not beneficial because that's your comfortable stage, but you can't grow in comfortability. I say that all the time. Um, a lot of things that's happened to me in my past and that helped me grow was through struggle, was through pain. Um, I wasn't the one that really sat around and said, hey, you know what? I'm just going to endure this pain and just let the world just throw whatever it wants to throw at me. No, I was never that type of person. I always had a vision of where it is that I wanted to be. And whenever you're starting out a journey, you should always have the end game in mind. So always think about the end first. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself standing on top of that mountain, shouting, saying, I made it, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free? Or are you the person that sees yourself at that 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 finish line? Like, you know what? I'm looking back and I see everything that I've been through. Everything that you've been through when you start your journey is going to be what makes up who you become at the end. Your journey never stops. I always say this. Nobody's going to leave life a pro at life. You're going to constantly keep on going through things. Every level has a different devil. When you start becoming successful, you start learning things about the people that's around you. They may not like you. They may have been around you. They're probably the ones that's always told you, you know what, dude, you shouldn't do this. Or you know what, young lady, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. They're always going to have those people around you. But a lot of times you don't see, you don't see who you have around you until you start moving up in levels. Now, one thing that I want to address, and this was a question that somebody asked me, is how do you move forward when you have no choice but to be around people that aren't supporting you? Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, everybody that you think loves you and that you think cares about you and that you think want to see you move forward in life, they're not going to have the same vision as you do. If you tell them that you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to open up a multi-million dollar business, they may say, hey, you know what? I think you you need to stop living in a fantasy world. You need to come back down to earth. Their visions don't have to be your visions. Their ideas don't have to be your ideas. You have to understand something about people's mindset. People's mindset is made up through their experiences. I'll give you a prime example. When I graduated with my undergrad, I was very upset with my parent, with my mother, because I felt like there should have been this big celebration. I felt like this should have been school. Uh, I mean, not school. This should have been this big party. We should have went out to eat. The whole family should have came, celebrated. And I was very upset because it was just a cold day to me. You know, we went to the graduation, then we went out separate ways and I went over to my mother's house to hang out, but there was really not much of a celebration. But then I learned that my mother, when she was growing up and she graduated out of high school, her mindset wasn't go to college. What she was taught was you need to work after school. You need to go get a job. So although it is an accomplishment that she's seeing her son make, it wouldn't be as big to her because the way she was brought up, the way her mindset was programmed was for her to get a job. 
not go and 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 and, and educate herself because that and go to college because that's the next move. That's the big time move. When I was growing up, my mother didn't preach like, hey, after you finish high school, you're going to college. We never had those type of conversations. What I did was I started to see people, people that I used to go to school with on. And at the time, I know I'm going to age myself at the time. Um, what's the name of it? Uh, that Facebook. It was, um, uh, I forgot the name of the, the, the social media platform that was out there. MySpace. Um, I started seeing people on MySpace graduating from school. And I'm like, wait a minute, from college. And I'm like, wait a minute, I went to I went to high school with this person. I had a best friend. His name is Ramon Adamo. I'm going to try to get him on the show too. Um, very, very intelligent dude. When we graduated high school, we went to high school together. We played on the same football team. And he moved on and he went away and he went to college. And I didn't see him for quite some time. I would call him every now and then. He's like, look, I can't talk right now because I'm studying. And my mindset at the time was, dude, like you can't, you don't got time for your friends. Like what the hell? I was just working a regular job. And then when I seen him and I finally got a chance to hang around him again, he had graduated from college. And when we would sit down and we would talk about the struggles that he went through when he was going to college, first of all, the commute alone, he would he would commute from the Bronx all the way to Staten Island to school. And it was just a long commute. And he would tell me about the times when he would have to commute in the rain, when he would have to commute in the snow, but he had to be there. And then on top of that, the learning, the amount of homework that he would have. Now, you picture yourself having to go to school and being and, and taking transportation two hours there, two hours back. After you're coming from a job that you worked eight hours, you're tired. Then coming home with homework, five page, six page, 10 page papers that you have to write from the classes, multiple classes at that, that you have to, that, that you have to do with in a week. That was stress. So when I'm sitting here listening to him talk about his experience in college, I was saying to myself, college definitely ain't for me, first of all. I could barely read or write. So how the hell am I going to even survive out of college? That's what I, I was thinking to myself. Like, I don't want to go through what he's going through. And I had a car, so I didn't want to go through that. But that was just a mindset that I had. And then I woke up because the job that I had, I just felt like that wasn't for me. That wasn't the job that I wanted to have for the rest of my life. I wanted more out of life. I didn't want to just be this person that lives where I grew up at. And I didn't want to be this person where I, I'm just stagnant. I'm working a job that I hate. And I felt like there was more to life. So I decided to challenge myself. I decided to my challenge myself and go to go to college. And it was a struggle there. If you go back to episode one, you'll hear my story of my first year in college, my first semester in college at that. I wanted to quit. But it's about you surrounding yourself around people that's going to help your mind grow. If you continuously hang around the people that don't support your dreams or are not at least giving you some good ideas on the directions that you should go towards, towards your dreams, you're going to have a very, very difficult task and a difficult journey. Listen, there were a few people that I had to separate myself from when I started my journey. And it was very, very painful. And they probably didn't even understand the reason why I was separating myself, but I needed more. And I know a lot of us have it inside of us where we want more out of life. We see things around us or we're living in the same place or we're with somebody that is just like, why are we with them? And we want more. It is so hard to press on the gas to just move on and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave certain things behind because it's just not beneficial in my life. There's a gentleman um, that I owe a lot to. 
Um, I never spoke on it. Uh, and if he's listening to this podcast, I really, really hope that he will find a way to get in contact with me. And his name is Mr. Millings, Howard Millings. And I met him when I was working up in um, Children's Village and me and him, you know, we, we, when he first got there, he actually took over a position that I was supposed to have. And I denied the position. I turned down the position more so because I felt like I wasn't smart enough and I wasn't educated enough to um, have the position, but he came in and I had a lot of animosity towards him. He was a different type of dude. Um, I was a dude straight from the streets and he came in, he was talking very educated and very smart. And he came in and he started changing all these things around. And then the, the, the cottage that I was working in. So the cottage of children's villages are houses, um, the house so more so that I was working in, um, you know, it was, it was the biggest house on campus. Uh, it was out of control and, and the, the, the age range was weird because it was from like nine to 19. So we had about 20, 21, um, in one house. And, um, I remember he came in and he put the system in place and it was just working. Like the kids really gravitated towards it. And then people, other houses on the campus um, heard about the success of this new system that he put in and they started mimicking it, which turned out to be great. But um, I remember, uh, you know, me and him were hanging out and we would hang out every single Friday, every single Saturday. We would play Madden, we would drink, we would smoke weed. And um, I remember him saying to me one time, I need more. I need more out of life. This just can't be life. And this was on a Friday and I would say it was at 10 a.m. And we had this conversation from 10 a.m. all the way up until about maybe 6 p.m. And it was a very, very deep conversation. And about three weeks later, he quit the job and he disappeared. Like literally, we would come to work every day. I would ask what's going on with him. Where's he at? Nobody's heard from him. He quit. He just quit. And about six months later, I received a phone call from him and he said to me, I need to meet you. I need to speak to you. And he gave me the address where he was and just hung up, just hung up the phone. And I went to the address that, um, that he, you know, he wanted me to meet him at. And when I got there, he was in an attic apartment, this beard, just like his, his beard was just grown. His hair was just like out. And I said, dude, like, what's going on with you, man? Like, wh where you been at? And he said to me, he said, um, I've been in the mountains. And I'm like, you, you've been in the mountains? What do you mean you've been to the mountains? He said, yeah, I needed some time away to reset. And I needed to, to, to get some things right in my head. And I will never forget him saying to me that sometimes in life, we need a reset. Sometime in life, we need a time to just balance ourselves, take ourselves away from the norm breathe and try to get ourselves centered and him going into the mountains was him recentering himself and getting his thoughts together and he said to me he said dj i don't really know what's going to happen or where i'm going to go from here but i can tell you that it was a much needed getaway i really truly needed to get away from the setting that i was in and I think I'm thinking clearly now I'm breathing different. The air is not as thick as it used to be. My heart doesn't pound with hatred anymore. My heart doesn't pound with stress anymore. It really relieved me to go away for a little while. Now, I'm not telling anybody that 
they need to run away from their responsibilities, go to the mountain for six months and come back down. What I'm saying is that conversation and the look in his eyes, the look in his eyes when I was looking at him, when he was speaking to me, it meant so much to me because I felt his pain. We live in a world that literally beats us up. We go through things that affect our mentality. It affects the way we think. It affects our growth. It stops us from moving forward past certain things. And I truly believe that we do need a reset. It's okay to go hiking by yourself and say, hey, you know what, to the world, I'm not going to be on my phone for most of the day because I need time to myself. It's okay for you to say, I'm going to do a silent retreat in my home where I'm not going to get on social media. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I just need time to myself to center myself. Single moms, single dads, it's okay for you to see if you can find somebody to watch your kid for a day, to breathe. I don't know if you guys ever heard the saying about you being on a plane with a child. And if the plane has gone down and the captain says that you need to put on your oxygen mask, who do you put it on first? You with a child. You put it on the child first. I'm sorry. You put it on you first. Excuse me. Totally messed that up. You put it on you first. Because if you put it on that child and you pass out, you can't take care of that child. If you put it on you first, you put it on a child, you're able to take care of that child. Your health is so important. Your mindset is so important. So let me get into the reason why I decided to lose weight from 235 pounds to now 199 pounds. I needed to recenter myself. I will wake up in the morning feeling sluggish. I will wake up in the morning hating what I seen when I would put on my clothes to go to work and I looked into the mirror. I hated it. I was drinking a lot. I was smoking a whole lot of marijuana. And there's a difference between a person that is smoking and abusing it and a person that is smoking just to do it. And I was one of the ones that was abusing it. I felt like my life was in shambles. I felt like I wasn't moving forward. I felt like all of the work that I was doing, I was being a hypocrite and I was beating myself up for it. And I needed to find a place and I needed to find a start where I can center myself. And I started to work out. And literally the first day that I went running, my mind was so filled up with stress that I wound up running two miles and I didn't even realize it. My Fitbit cell phone alert on my cell phone actually alerted me and said, hey, you just ran two miles. And I'm sitting here saying to myself, like, what? I haven't like ran in like eight months. How the heck did I run two miles? And then I turned around and I said, hey, you know what? Damn, I just ran two miles. Now I got to walk back those two miles. So I started to run. I started to change the way I ate. And I incorporate a lot of fish, chicken, turkey in my meals, egg whites, Um, I was taking these vitamins. I just started to feel so much better about myself. And that was my start to recentering myself. Then I started thinking clearly and I started to think like DJ. You've always wanted to be this person that was in tune with self, that was in tune with the earth. I've always had this thing about yoga. I've always had this thing about meditation, mindset, healing. And 
I started to think back about the people that used to be in my life. And I did have people in my life that just had so much connection with the world. And Mr. Millings was one of the ones that came into my mind. And I started to do other things. I'm to the point now where I'm, I'm just have all of this energy where I'm interviewing better. I'm asking better questions. I'm speaking a lot more better. I'm working on a new projects. Some of you may seen it's called moving past go. Um, I'm not letting the pandemic beat me up anymore because I, I would literally sit home stressing and worrying about being sick when the only thing I can possibly really do is just take the precautions necessary and hope that I don't get it. And if I do, then I have to, I guess I just have to fight it, you know, and pray that my body is able to push through. But recentering yourself, people, is something that I find to be very, very, very important. And if there's one thing that I can ever ask you guys to take away from Journey of the Mindset is for you to honestly really look within yourself, really look within your heart, really look within yourself and find out where it is that you want to be. I know that the roads that are paved are very, very rough. I know it's bumpy. I know that the mountains that you are trying to climb are very, very steep. But I'm telling you right now, if you put your mind to it, you will make it through. If you are willing to let the people go that need to be let go, that's holding you back. If you are willing to push forward, if you are willing to create that support system around you that will blanket you, that will have your back no matter what. If you are willing, you will make it through any storm. If you listen to episode one, if you listen to episode two, if you listen to episode three, four, all the way up to episode 12 of Journey of the Mindset, the people that I've interviewed, even my story, they've all been through something, but they've all gotten somewhere. I'm going to say that again for you. They all been through something, but they all have gotten somewhere because of their struggles, because of the things that they've learned during the time that they were inside of the darkness. At the dark tunnel, there is always a light. You can't see what's going on around you. But the one thing that you can see is that light. And if you are willing, if you are willing again, see, we're going back to that willing word. If you are willing again to push forward, to get to that light, and I'm talking about no matter what comes in your way, you become a beast. You become a monster. You adapt, you a shift, and you push through to get to that light. I guarantee you, you will find that thing that's sitting in the back of your head and that person that's deep down inside of you that you want to be. I guarantee you that you'll become it. I 100% guarantee you that you'll become it. Millie, Millie was a young lady that I had on the show and she lost her mom and dad. She had loss at the loss, but she was able to overcome a lot of the things that she went through in life. Let me tell you something about deaf people. Death will be something that can happen out of nowhere. It can happen out of nowhere. And it's a setback in life that will really, really push you back. It'll really, really hurt you. It'll really attack every emotion, every bit of pain it'll give you. But you have to find some type of light in it. And I know that that's something hard to say, especially for somebody that might have lost a mom, might have lost a dad, might have lost somebody that's close to them, that raised them, especially in this pandemic. I know that it's very, very hard to even look at death as being something that you have to find light in. I get emotional sometimes because as human beings, 
I feel like sometimes we're being attacked. We're being attacked by this force, this negative force of energy that is constantly trying to hold us back from becoming great. They say that there's only 1% of people that make it to the top. Why is that percentage so low? Do people really not believe in themselves? Do they really feel like like what they're being handed is just it? Do they really feel like they don't matter? That they're just they're, they're low? That they can't make it? If you see another human being that bleeds just like you up at the top, you can do it. You got to understand that you're going to take those five steps forward and you're going to take the 10 steps back. You're going to be pushed back 10 steps after you just made five steps forward. But guess what? Now this time you just push for a higher goal. And you push for those 10 steps. And when you get to the 10th step, it's going to push you back 20. Now you push for 20. Life is always going to be a struggle, people. But you got to find your way through the jungle. You got to become something that you never believed that you can become. Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of Journey of the Mindset. I love you guys. I appreciate the support. I see your DMs. I am really appreciated. And I didn't touch on the questions that slid into my DMs, but I hope that it does bring some answers and perspective to some of the questions that were asked of me. I, I, I really felt like with this episode being that it's just me this time around for a while that I, there were so many topics that I wanted to talk about, but I just really want you guys to press go. I want you to press go. I really want you to move past go. I really want the people that listen to me, that, that's been following me for so long, that's seen my growth. I really want you guys to believe in you. If you have a friend that, that doesn't believe in themselves, that that is just sad, that's hurting, that feels like they just don't matter, please let them know that they matter. Give them that support. Be there. Help them. Find material that they can read. Send them YouTube videos. Support them. But help them move past go. And if you're having a difficult time moving past go, find out what you love to do the most. Give back, work out, change the way you eat, but start from somewhere. Until next time, world family. This is another episode of Journey of the Mindset. I love you guys. Peace.